world's largest podcasting conference, Podcast Movement, is next week. How full control of ad injection is revolutionizing podcast monetization. Spreaker's got a big announcement. And your comments. Well, this is Spreaker Live Show episode 123 for August 16th, 2017. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker. And thank you so much for joining us and downloading us or just clicking play off of our website. It's always uh, great to have you with us. And thank you so much. I'm also joined by my co-host, Mr. Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. Uh, welcome, Alex. Hello, Rob. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah. Glad to be here. It's great to have you back on the show again. This is a this is an important week for for Spreaker as it's a, it's a countdown to podcast movement. Like I lit in at the top of the show, uh, this is a really important week uh, for the podcasting industry because um, everybody that's going to podcast movements uh, scrambling around trying to get ready for it. <laughs> so so there's not a lot of yeah. communication happening. I'm, I mean, other than uh, just. Uh, all the panelists talking to all their moderators and everybody's kind of getting all of their decks uh, pulled in order. So this is a big, big scramble to prepare for the world's largest podcasting conference going on down in Southern California next week, uh, August 23rd through the 25th in Anaheim. So everybody's excited. So if you want to go check it out, just go to podcastmovement.com. And so here in a minute, we're going to spend a little bit more talking about that. But I wanted to just mention that we stream this show live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. And, and uh, we have listening apps. We actually just did a, uh, Alex, we just did a big refresh of uh, both of our Speaker Live Show listening apps on iOS and Android. If you uh, pull those up, uh, I have links to them on the Spreaker page. So if you go to SpreakerLiveShow.com, you can actually see uh, the, the links. They're up in the upper right-hand corner of the uh, show page. And uh, just click on those and go check it out. It's uh, very visually stimulating. Um, we've changed the, the color of the uh, apps that are very specific to Spreaker Live Show. Uh, with all the colors of our like our new logo and our new banner header that's on our page as well, our red is our new color, and uh, so it's it's really kind of a red and white experience. Uh, I think it's uh, it's very very. I hope it's not jarring, but I hope it's it's appealing. It's kind of a soft red, so go check it out uh, if you. Uh, like to see our our new design of our new apps i, I think it would be uh be a great experience for you to get the show um that way instead of you know listening to it off of um you know itunes or the podcast apple app or something like that so alex uh, have you had a chance to see the 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 new design of the of the apps yet or have you clicking over there well, right now trying no. to check it out <laughs> I, I, I reach for my phone but it's across the room I'm like damn it so I can't do it right now because it's across the room. I was like, he's going to say he's going to go to me as soon as I get out. That's right. I'm right. going uh, to put you on the spot. Yeah, right. Because, you know, once I take my headset out, I can't hear you. So I was like, you know, I don't want there to be this huge pause. Alex, <laughs> no, but Rob, I didn't know that. And uh, but I love the logo and I'm looking at I just pulled up Speaker Live just to see the, uh, you know, the top banner. So I'm assuming it's pretty much the same, you know, with the every Wednesday three type uh, yeah, if you, uh, banner and then the logo. So yeah, yeah if you I go mean, over I'm and sure you click it. on the 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 right hand side of that page, uh, you'll see kind of like uh, little icons of our mobile app. Mock up. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. If you click on those, you can actually see what it uh, what, what what it actually looks like. So there's actual screenshots that are there off of those oh, links. It's, oh, that it's that. It's yeah. that new. I mean, it's been updated that quickly. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, man, nice. Yeah, so we're so, wow, pretty wait, excited so about it. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, though, because that's interesting. So when you update your uh, the app in Spreaker, does it automatically take the screenshots and stuff for the app uh, Google Play and all that? Yeah, as part of your, your creation of a custom app in, in the platform, we'll actually submit it to each of the platforms. And our, well, that's nifty. Our system will create screenshots of of that's, the app experience nice. with your um, your graphics and your look and feel. So that's that nice. Okay, come, cool. comes with the package. So so anyway, it's like another automation. That's that's great. So just yep. for people who have their own apps to know that Correct. it's going to update yes. automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love the lookout. Tell them they did a great job, Rob. Yeah, well, thank you. Spreaker team did a great job. We're definitely excited, and if you aren't using the app or you want to check it out, I mean, it's free, so there's really no obstacle to to get it, and and you can listen to the show right there instead of you know using some other app or something. It's up to you. But and then uh, built into the app also is the comment thread too, so you can see all the comments that have come through really, really easily as well, um, and and make comments and do all that kind of stuff right there. So. But uh, well, let's let's move on, Alex, and talk a little bit about uh, podcast movement conference coming up uh, in Anaheim, California. I'm going to be down there. I fly down there on the 22nd, so we won't have an official speaker live show on Wednesday, I don't believe, just because there's so much going on. Uh, I'm going to be working a, a booth down there. There's going to be five people from Spreaker at the event this year, so we have uh, three people flying in from Europe. And then Francesco, the CEO, and myself will go. Uh, the CEO's in New York, and I'm in Seattle, and we'll both fly down to California. And so we're going to have a full, uh, a full staff down there staffing the. And uh, what it's being billed as is the world's largest podcasting conference, um, and that's what podcast movement has become. So it's it's really. I think this year is really going to be the biggest and the best of any of the podcast movement conferences from the past. I, I think one of the big things I, I think that's really new this year is the the sessions and the focus on trying to bring in the radio industry into the conference. I mean, there, there's a whole separate track that's been built by the Jacobs Media folks, which puts on a lot of conferences on the, uh, on the radio side. They're creating their, their own track of, of uh, topics r- related to the combination and um, radio, the radio stations out there creating podcasts and how what the best practices are and how to do that and and really make this an event that brings in all sides of the audio creation um, business, which would be the the radio folks. I and uh, I just think it's going to create a, a little bit of a different dynamic and a little different feel to the conference than what it's been in the past, which has been really focused on. Um, the, the, the really passionate podcasters out there. I think what we're going to see is a lot of people there that are passionate, um, audio producers that, uh, are looking at podcasting as a, as a great method for distribution and maybe what the future looks like. I mean, as you look at on demand audio, I think, uh, radio really needs to look at this medium and, and really, really embrace it and learn the best practices and what works. It's going to be a, a transition. Um, but 
I, I think that's the big thing that's going to happen at this event this year. So if you're involved in radio, um, this may become, as you look into the future, this may become the 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 radio event that you want to go to because it's part of sharing what's possible in the future. So Alex, what's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I'm amazed at how many people I've talked to that don't even know about podcast movement. And I, when I say that, I mean people here in L.A., oh, right? And okay. there's a lot going on in L.A. and Long Beach. But, yeah, no, I spoke with, in particular, people with the radio station, other podcasters, at least four I know of, that are in Long Beach, and a guy that does voiceovers. He's got his own voiceover studio here in Long Beach. None of them knew about it, Rob. But I was like, really? I was like, this one guy in particular, Eric, I was like, dude, you got to look it up. You know, just go to podcastmovement.com because he does a big thing for him right now. The push is trying to, instead of just doing voiceovers for companies and uh, local commercials and things like that, he's here in Long Beach. He said that last time I spoke with him, and this is back in July, that and this was for a meeting for the radio station at KLBP. He said to me, well, I'm trying to do more intros for podcasters and voiceovers for podcasters and things like that. You know, I'm, that's where I'm getting a lot of work. I said, well, why aren't you going to podcast movement? He's like, what's that? So I'm surprised at how many people don't know. What's the attendance, Rob? How many, like, what, what do you, what kind of numbers do they do there? Do you know? Well, it's going to be in the, somewhere between probably 2,200 and 2,500 people. So it's, okay. it's not, you know, if you think about it that's on the huge, scale of, but- of like a uh, CES or a, uh, um, right. National Association of Broadcasters Conference, it's still pretty small. Um, but, right, but it's, but it's, it's very targeted. focused. It's targeted. It's, yeah, you, it's right. very, very focused on audio creators. And I think that that's what it's yeah. slowly becoming is really a, a an event that has a focus around this. It's got It's got an awards ceremony. It's got Hall of Fame. It's got all the components that you would want in a, in a, uh, a really strong trade show right to support an industry and the separate conference tracks that they have are creation technical the the industry marketing and monetization so as you think about kind of all the 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 pieces uh it's got all those pieces it's got the recognition um the the awards it's got a hall of fame it's got tracks for every everybody that's um has a stake in this business uh there's something that's there for them and I think that's the key thing. Right. And and that's why I think for someone who's doing intros for podcasters, he would have heard about this, you know, but yeah. he hadn't. So I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, and, you know, other podcasters, depending on and the, the people that I'm speaking of are, let's say, um, I want to say novice, right? That's not, let's say beginner to uh, intermediate podcasters. They haven't been doing it that long, about a year. So I don't know what that, what we'd consider that, Rob. I don't, I'm not the, uh, you know the moniker uh, giver well, of new. titles, but yeah. you know they're 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 fairly new. Yeah. So you know maybe they haven't heard of it because of that. They're not as steeped into it as someone who's looking to expand it or do more. But still, it's a podcasting event in their backyard. I mean, they're in Long Beach, and this is right here. Uh, there's got to be a bazillion podcasters that I can think of that I, I, I know of that are in, based in LA. Some really big ones, right? Oh, a yeah. lot of the biggest ones. I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, Ben Shapiro is now n- number two podcast, I heard, below Oprah or something like that. And he's here in L.A. You've got um, all of them. I mean, Joe Rogan, who else? Adam Carolla, all the big guys are out here. So Mark there's a huge market for uh, uh, it. Mark Maron, right, yeah. he's out here. Yeah, yeah, he does it from his garage. So it's a huge Corolla. market out here. Yeah. Carolla, yeah, like I said. And so you'd think there'd be, I'm just saying, more uh, 
awareness out there, you know, that these podcasters would know about it. So when I talk about it and I said, oh, are you going to podcast? They go, huh? What's podcast movement? <laughs> well, you know, so I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think that there's a perception of is is that this conference is really focused on the the indie creators, right? The the independent content creators. Um, but what's been happening over the last couple of years is more and more of the kind of major media folks are starting to get involved in it. Where we're kind of seeing this divide is that the podcast movement does tend to be a little bit more of an independent podcaster conference that kind of has that roots in it. Podcasters like you and I, I mean, that's who this event really caters to. And that's one of the reasons why I've been really, really supportive of the NAB, you know, the National Association of Broadcasters getting involved in building out their conference around podcasting as well, is because I think the other side of this space is really comprised of a lot of big media companies, right? I mean, um, NBC, ABC, CBS, all those big um, television networks all have some form of podcast um, that they do, and they could certainly do more. And I think that the NAB may cater to those folks better than this event will. But who knows, you know, as this event gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you may see those big media companies come in here. I mean, I mean, you already have, um, um, you know, the public radio folks are all in on, on this event. And you're seeing more of the larger players starting to get involved. And I think that that's, I think next year you're probably going to see even more as this conference actually happens on the East Coast next year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it grows and grows and develop. If I look at the speaker list of who's actually showing up here, it's actually a good cross-section of the overall space. Um, people are coming in from all levels, public radio, you know, the, the indie side, larger co- content creators. You know, there's a speaker that's in here that's the producer of the Adam Carolla show. He's actually going to be doing a session. The guy that's leading podcasting at iHeartRadio is going to be there, Chris Peterson. And you have guys from like the host of the Motley Fool podcast, which is a fairly big media company. Um, so you're starting to see those cracks starting to, to happen with the, the, the bigger companies kind of getting involved. And that, I mean, depending on who you talk to, that may be a good thing or it may be a bad thing. I mean, how I look at it is I, I just want to get the industry together because then we can, we can solve problems in the industry easier if we don't have a fractured space where s- some people don't show up and uh, other people, and it becomes very kind of clickish, you know, or, you know, it's, it's a very narrow group that comes because we can't really have a common objective or a common direction if we don't have a solid community that has something that they can come together about. And, and that's, that's what I think the power of this particular event is starting to shape into. And it's, and it's really exciting. Yeah. This speaker lift list, excuse me, is very impressive. I mean, it's funny, as you said, Chris uh, Peterson, I was just scrolling over his uh, avatar here on the, uh, the uh, speakers section of the website, but there is a ton of speakers here. I mean, I don't know all of them. I mean, you'd probably know them a little better than I, but there's just a ton of, content i mean i mean all these people speaking it's almost like is there enough time i'm just looking I mean, you can scroll through here it's like wow i mean it just goes on and on and on i haven't been to the website in some time so they've added to this list a lot i mean i think there was very few people 
Um, but now it's just Rob. I mean, geez, it just you scroll through here. <laughs> I, I haven't even counted a hundred or something. I mean, Jackson's on here. I see. Yeah, um, one hundred and fifty. I think is is what they said. One hundred fifty. Yeah, it's a big, big list. So. Uh, yeah. I guess they do need the four days. I mean, when you look at the, the schedule, uh, most people should know it's usually most of it's Wednesday and Thursday, right? Friday, people are leaving and the, you know, the first day people are setting up. Um, but that's a lot to really get in, uh, even with four days. <laughs> if you were, oh, Jennifer, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, from uh, Briny from Con- Congressional Dish, she'll be there. I listen to her podcast. So there, there's there's a few here that I do know. It's going to be uh uh, informative it looks like with all these speakers i mean whoa man <laughs> 150 that's a lot rob that's a, well i mean that's just the the people that are going to be up on stage you know i mean if you think about you know how many other people are going to be that are just going to be attending right and participating right, no, uh, yeah, or or working in the the booths part of the exhibit area so and that's going to be pretty substantial this year as well mm-hmm. so speaker has a booth like i was saying and that um you know if you happen to go to podcast moon or you want to go we definitely want to see you come on by our booth and say hi and and um and especially if you're a you're a speaker content creator if you're a speaker podcaster definitely come by and say hi we can get you a T-shirt. Are any of our listeners <laughs> going to be there? I, I wonder. Is it because I'm the only person I've only talked to? I'm trying to think. Who? Dave. I haven't really seen Dave in a while. Dumbing it down with Dave. He he wasn't going to go. He said he couldn't afford it just because of work and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Are any of our listeners going to go? I, I, I'd be curious to know that, Rob. I haven't uh, haven't even uh, heard from them. Uh, I've heard from some local people, like I said, who are considering it, but no one on our show. I wonder. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it is a little That's expensive. A I mean, it is expensive to to oh, go to this conference. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, if they're but, traveling, but in yeah. particularly, especially, yeah. And it's but even and for it's, people out here, it's five hundred bucks, man. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, and it's it's pretty close to Disneyland, so you you could make a case to bring your family out or something like that on a vacation. They go to Disneyland, and you go to the conference yeah. or something, but. If you got another thousand dollars to drop, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure go- going to Disneyland is not inexpensive. So, um, oh, but- it's it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. I've been many times, but it's it's getting more and more expensive. I think it's a hundred dollars now, like per day or something person. like that. Oh, per person, uh, yeah, per, I think, per day. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, per person. I think it's an all day pass, and it's like unlimited rides and stuff. But that's just getting you in the door. I mean, food. You know what I mean? Souvenirs. It's. And if you, God forbid you have to stay in the hotel there. Yeah. <laughs> Five, $500 a night or whatever for two nights, something like that. So. Actually, it's not too bad. I think it was like, uh, I think it, it was okay? like 180 a night or something, like 170 a night or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't okay, that's not that bad. overly expensive, but you know, for, if you think about four days, I mean, it does add up. So that's for sure. Are you talking about staying at Disneyland or staying outside of the... Oh, staying at the conference. So if you're going to stay at the hotel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the conference. Yeah, it's not too bad. I thought you meant Disneyland. Disneyland is a little more than that. Yeah, it's actually being the Disneyland being, hotel. <laughs> the event is actually being held at the Anaheim Marriott. So it's off of right. uh, 700 Convention Way in Anaheim. So there's going to be keynote talks. There's going to be individual breakout sessions. There's going to be networking roundtables. So you can actually meet and talk with small in small groups there's going to be panel discussions which i'm i'm going to be moderating two panel sessions one on um, the state of podcasting in 2017 i'm going to have rob walsh on todd cochran 
Mignon Fogarty, and who's Grammar Girl, and also um, Tom Webster, who's the VP of Strategy for the the Edison Research folks, and that's the the guy that puts out the Share of Ear study uh, around podcasting. Okay. Uh, so we're all going to get up on stage and talk about, you know, what's happening in the industry, what's happened over the last, um, year, the direction the industry is going, you know, I'll look at some data around where people are listening to this content and what the, what the trend line looks like. So we're going to cover that kind of stuff. And then I'm also doing a, a panel, um, on geolocal podcasts. I know we've talked about that quite a bit on this program. Uh, about the growth and the potential of local podcasts that cover a particular city or area um, and and building an audience uh, with that kind of focus that maybe is national and local. So that's the focus of that conference or that panel session, sorry. And, um, and so the event actually starts uh, a day before on the 22nd with like masterminds and and other types of uh, groups that, that talk about very, very specific areas, um, like launching a podcast. It's like a beginner's workshop with John Lee Dumas. Um, there's like a PMX competition, or I guess it's a podcast competition that's happening on that day. Um, so you can go a little early and get involved in some workshops and things like that that are like all day long topics before the actual conference starts so you can really go to this event and really geek out plus there's also after hours uh, parties and things like that that are going on um the day before uh, each night um there's the um the hall of fame podcast awards that goes on on wednesday the 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 night of wednesday the 23rd um that's going to be a very popular thing to to attend as well and i'm going to be inducted into the podcast hall of fame uh, so I, I have to get up. Rob Greenley. Yeah, I have to get up and give a, a up to seven minute speech yep. in front of everybody. So I'm 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 trying to prepare for that now. <laughs> Do you like <laughs> figure out exactly or? exactly what what I'm going to say and what I have to wear to be up there and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So so I haven't really uh, worked it all out yet. I'll be kind of taking notes and stuff. I'm not going to get up there and and say anything too too profound. I'm just going to you know, be, be my normal self and just talk honestly and frankly and, and be optimistic and positive and, and be thankful for being recognized, um, by my peers. I mean, it's, it's a big honor and I'll, I'll treat it as such. So. Nice, Rob. I will. I recommend that you wear uh, a nice, uh, frilly little black dress no, I'm kidding. <laughs> a really little black dress no yeah i've had lots and lots of where, feedback where? on that topic actually i i was told by todd cochran uh who wore a a, a real traditional tuxedo you know when he, he got inducted and then i know rob walsh from lipson he wore uh just a like a bow tie and a really nice kind of tux kind of jacket and things like that and i'm going to do something similar um so i, I got to keep up with those nice. guys i guess so right, right. to some degree anyway, I don't, I'm a little bit more challenging to try and get something that fits me cause I'm six foot eight. Uh, right, you're I'm, I'm not the most, uh, easiest guy to get, uh, 
get get clothes for so it's it's a little bit more of a challenging um, project for me to get all dressed up so so you're gonna but be I, real hard to spot at podcast movement if people well i always you. am really hard to spot <laughs> because i'm so much taller than everybody else in the industry i mean there's really only a, a guy or two that i know that's uh, even close to my size so so anyway it's just it's just it's my life i have it you're a high profile podcaster rob yeah, high-profile podcaster, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So anyway, that's that, that's probably enough about podcast movement for now. And I'll, I'm sure when I get back, I'll I'll probably have an update on all that as well. So, um, but if you want to check it out, are you getting a statue or some sort of award, Rob? I got to ask. Like, is there a podcasting like award? Like, what is it? A, a microphone or something that you get? It's like a clear. I think it's like a clear trophy or something like that that they give you i, I i'm not sure i think it just okay. has a hall of fame podcast award cool. or something like that so i cool. i think i saw it maybe last year because um rob rob walsh won one so i just briefly saw it but um it's it's pretty okay. nice it's something i can and put on my shelf gather nice. dust and one other thing <laughs> nice and one other thing before we go you said next year it's back east do you know where is it new york uh, chicago? i know they're in chicago before the rumor is that it's going to be in philadelphia okay cool so we'll Just see curious. we'll see okay so i'm pretty sure that's that's actually a pretty good place to hold it it's kind of like just between dc and and new york um so it's 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 yeah. a good kind of central location for a, a a conference and it's a smaller it's a little bit smaller city than having it in new york so the the, the costs probably will be a little bit a little bit better so so and okay. it'll be easier to get around if if it was being held in new york it might be a little bit of a challenge for people on the cost yeah. side and the transportation well, it's side. Expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly so well anyway let's let, let's move on to it to another topic here but if you want to go check out podcast movement just go to podcastmovement.com and you can read all up about it and um, and if you want to grab a ticket last minute and make it um you know it's i, I believe they're still selling some tickets so you can check it out so anyway i think you have well, yeah six days or something they said yeah so. exactly um, well, let's move on and talk about a Spreaker announcement that uh, was put out today. Um, it basically, we're announcing an upgrade to our monetization program um, that we launched uh, just a couple months ago. Uh, as we kind of improve this uh, technology on our platform, uh, you're going to see regular updates like this and improvements. Um, and we definitely want to hear your feedback on it. So, um, you know, I hear a lot of feedback from uh, people on the platform that are giving me um, the questions, which are also comments because they sometimes come as a bundle. So when people ask me questions, there's also kind of like, well, can you do this or how does that work or whatever? And, and that feedback kind of gets funneled into the team and we kind of head in that direction. But what's new uh, is that, um, as, as you all know, we have an ad injection system where we're doing pre-roll insertions. Um, so you can earn money on ads. Uh, it's a combination of audio ads and visual um, tile-type ads that will display at the beginning of your show if you opt in. This is an opt-in-only program, so it's up to you to to apply and, and get this turned on. But what we're adding is a little more control. So you have, and, and I believe that the control, you're going to get even more control as we build these tools 
you'll be able to um, pick whether or not you want to have those ads played at the post-roll position or at the pre-roll position. So that's kind of like the, the first step. Uh, and then eventually what we're anticipating to have is the ability to do mid-roll insertions or, or early mid-roll insertions. So you're going to have the, the flexibility. That, that'll probably be in our next rev or our next update to the monetization is having that kind of capability, and that'll be available in downloads as well. So that's the other part that, that, that we're working on is the download part. So you can, that'll expand your ability to, to monetize because a lot of shows get a lot more downloads and they get plays. So it just, the ads will be in both. They'll be in your downloads as well as in your on-demand streaming side. Now the downloads it, won't, won't play any, it will show any visual ads, you know, any tiles. But Alex, uh, you had a question. Go ahead. Sorry, but so you're getting, I think, is it paid per download when it comes to downloads? Because there's no way to track if the ad was played, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be um, tracked as a, as a download, yeah. Um, right, I mean, so that, it's a paper download. Yeah, and that's how podcasts are monetized today. Now, granted, Apple did make an announcement that they were going to make data available that would um, give you some visibility into uh, whether or not a download actually played or not. So, and how far into the episode that they're that they actually play. So that'll give some insight um, into you know how much of that was played, but that's not necessarily going to be a factor in our particular program on Spreaker. Um, but you'll be able to, to see that data through the Apple's tools. So, you know, when you go into your Apple connect area to see, uh, your stats for your, for your podcast, you, you'll be able to, to see, um, those, those type of numbers. So so it'll give you a good good, good gauge to know. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Go go ahead, Alex. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was just curious. Now this is not this is only going to be through, I'm assuming, Spreaker, streaming through Spreaker and downloads through iTunes or, or I guess Spreaker, right? Because this it's not going to be able to track, I'm assuming, plays through when it gets pushed out to YouTube, for example, or iHeartRadio. And if it's pushed out to YouTube, it's going to have the ad baked into it. So so it is gonna gonna get played o- over on iHeart, and it is g- gonna go over and get played on. Oh right, because it's inserted yeah. in the permanent download. Okay, correct. So, but so will you actually? I'm just thinking. For example, I I make a small sum now since YouTube raped everybody with their AdSense, but I make a small amount of money on my wow. AdSense through YouTube. I'm just wondering, am I also gonna make plays? You know, my YouTube plays you know can be higher than my Spreaker plays at times. So what I, I would be getting credit for those plays through YouTube, right? Because it's just yeah, a play well, so I'm, as far as they're concerned. I'm, I'm curious about that too because I'm not exactly okay. sure that we're getting metrics back from YouTube um, t- to be able to, okay. to do that. It's actually a really great question, Alex. I mean I probably need to find out if, if through the YouTube API, so if we share your episode with, with, with YouTube, does that API report back to our system directly what the plays are and if that's counted towards your your monetization and i will find that out and uh, let everybody know okay. in the next episode here so so great, I think it's yeah. a great great question i know that it's going to work with uh like itunes and stitcher and a lot of the other listening platforms it's just that the the problem is is that the platforms that <clears throat> are going to re-host your audio file 
those are the ones that we would have to have a data connection with to be able to have that reporting come back. Right. So I figured it might be an issue with YouTube, you know, so uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Well, it could also be an issue with uh, the Google Play Store as well, because Google Play yeah. um, doesn't doesn't report their metrics back to any platform. Uh, they only make their their metrics available to just their users. Um, so mm -hmm. you would have to log in to be able to see what your plays were. Uh, and that's one of the downsides, you know, and, and I've talked, I think we've talked about this on the show before is that these secondary distribution platforms that, that rehost your files, um, you oftentimes have to look on those platforms to see what your numbers are. And if you're doing an ad campaign, mm -hmm. like say with Spreaker, uh, you may not get credit for those, those plays. Um, and that's something okay. that, that we need to fix. It needs to be, uh, worked on. Um, you know, with all those other platforms. So, it, I mean, it's really a matter of getting counted more than it is some sort of a, a money exchange between us and YouTube or us and and Google or whatever. It, it's really just having a count, right, that's actually reported right. back right. into our system so we can give you credit for that, right? So that's the idea anyway. And um, Okay. And then the... The new system will, like I said, allow you to control the position of the ads, the pre-roll or post-roll positions. They'll also enable you to control how many ads that will actually play and how often. Oh, so good. It, and then uh, you'll also be, be able to control the maximum duration of an ad. So let's say you only want to get 15-second ads. Um, then you you make that setting or you are okay with 30-second ads or you're okay with one-minute ads. Now, obviously, um, having being more open to more size duration formats will give you the opportunity to probably get more ads because some advertisers will do 15, some will do 30, some will do 60. So if you limit it to a particular duration, you're probably going to limit the amount of um, spots to get played but that may that's your choice that's your you may be sensitive to having advertising in your program for whatever reason and you don't want a advertisement that's any longer than 15 seconds that's totally your option and your control so that's part of what we're trying to do is we're trying to build this technology so it puts you as a content creator in more control and we even want to get to a point uh, to some degree where you can upload your own pre-rolls and run your own campaigns as well as be able to select the advertisers that actually are in your your show as well. So um, those are levels of control that need more data integration with the platforms that we're getting the ads from. Uh, but but uh, those are all things that are sensitive, that I'm sensitive to, and, and will give feedback to, to the team that, that are really important for for the platform. So, so anyway, I, Alex, do you have any other questions about it? I think that's pretty much the big changes. How much time you got, Rob? <laughs> you know me, I got a bazillion questions. Oh, do no, you? Well, I, I did, just a, no, no. I'll shoot some at me here. All right. Well, I know, no, you've, I think you've uh, covered it pretty well. Um, but like, as far as like you said, you could insert it, you know, the mid roll type things. So what, what I think would be great for people, well, that's coming, that would make it sound, yeah, it's coming. I know it's not here. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that would be great for people who um, maybe want their show to sound more professional, right? And they can say, "Okay, yeah. well, we got to go to a break, and here, here's our sponsor, right? We're going to hear from our sponsor." Um, so, 
if, you know, you're doing something like that, you said you might be able to select the ad. Would you, in fact, be able to select in advance, trying to get this out right, the advertiser? For, for example, if I say, okay, well, let's hear from our sponsor now, uh, Spreaker, Spreaker, if you need to use our platform, blah, 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 whatever. And I set up the ad type thing, right? Then the ad plays um, or something like that. It, it, will, will you have that much control? Like where you can literally time it when you want, give it a little bit of a, a push? Like this is the, the platform I use or anything, do you know? Well, if you're talking about the actual position of the ad, is that what you're talking about, or I'm not? Well, the p- positioning the ad. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not being clear. To position the ad, so I 15 minutes into every episode, I want an ad to run. Not only yeah. that, I want to choose the ad so I can prep it. In other words, I uh, say we're going to hear from okay. our sponsor, Spreaker, and then something plays. Yeah. Or just you know knowing something you know like if I'm doing a show because I know a lot of people who do who want to profit from their shows. They use affiliate links, things like that. Let's say I'm doing a show on VPNs, right? I'm doing a show for my other show about VPNs. I'm just using it as an example because they've been shutting them down all over the world in China and Russia, for example. So if I'm going to do a show about VPNs, maybe I want to see if there's a VPN sponsor because I know people who are looking for VPNs and Google it and find my show will say, oh, well, here's one they're recommending. You know, why don't you use the one that we use or we recommend our, you know, listen to our sponsor. They got a good VPN, whatever. You know what I mean? Because I know that they talk about it in radio all the time that one of the best advertisements are kind of uh, host read advertisements. Yeah, so if you could right. do a host read and then have a and then have the ad come up after it, like, you know, I think that would be kind of a big deal. I, I don't know if any other platforms are doing stuff like that. Well, I know that, the, you know, b- being able to to do this with a host read. Right. So you pre pre-record your your ad spot for a particular advertiser. Right. It's a little bit of a different technology solution than than what we're doing today. And and I think that that's that's where we'd like to go. And I think that that, that will be part of the solution in the future is to to give you that those levels of control to be able to see what advertisers are are looking at your show to run a campaign and then you can opt in or opt out. One of the, one of the challenges though, that I think with all of that is how, how responsive is the content creator to, to getting back to those advertisers and making those selections. And I think um, that's going to be a, a limitation. I know I've talked with Todd Cochran many times and he's the, he's the, the CEO of raw voice in blueberry uh, about this very topic um, that he finds that when he tries to traffic campaigns to large groups of podcasters, that the response times that he sees in sending out offers on advertisements out to shows um, is sometimes pretty slow. And oftentimes they can miss mm-hmm. opportunities. So there needs to be a, a method of communication between the um, the advertiser opportunity that a show has and being able to reach the content creator to be able to either um, choose to get involved or not quickly. So I think that's part of it. And then also being able to share um, outlines and things like that that the advertiser might have for you as a host to potentially read the, the host read and record it and upload it to the system and have it automatically inserted in all of your archives as well as your current shows. And I think that's kind of like stage two of, okay. of of this whole thing. And that's part of a much bigger solution that, that, that I think um, many in the industry right now are trying to do that pre-recorded host read type formats. And they're putting it into 
you know, campaigns through ad injection currently, but that, that's a very manual process. And what we're trying to create here is a little more automation and to be able to scale it across lots of shows um, and, okay. and, and have that done easily. Because currently today, most of the, the dynamic ad insertion that's done into, into podcasts today is only primarily done to really big shows, uh, ones that are, have, have turned on the ad insertion technology, like the Adam Carolla show. I mean, I used to work at uh, Podcast One, and I used to manage that stuff for like the Adam Carolla show. And so it was a very manual process of trafficking ads into that program, getting it run through the ad injection system, um, having it run so many um, times, right? So frequency becomes an issue <clears throat> with this as well. So you have um, a certain campaign. So let's say the advertiser buys, let's say, a million impressions, or they buy a million plays of the ad. They basically get that million plays, and then the campaign stops. So it's, it's that's kind of how that, that, that works. And if you can just envision a pre-produced ad that, let's say, a brand advertiser would have versus a host read, which was done by the host itself, that would be kind of like more of a ad-lib, ad, or ad-lib type of ad, or it were mm-hmm. that, that host is speaking from the heart. They're talking about their own experiences with the product or the service and can really give a strong testimonial. And that's that's where the industry wants to go because – People will believe that more than they'll believe, you know, like a radio announcer doing a doing a, a regular brand ad, like a Geico commercial or something like that. Right. Um, so you have that kind of contrast, but the technology has to be evolved into being able to traffic that, and especially traffic it to like maybe a thousand shows or ten thousand shows um, is going to be a little bit of a challenge. So that's kind of like where we're. Trying, that's that, that's where I want to go anyway with this technology. So, um, and and I think that the company is in agreement with that, but it's going to take some more development. So, um, but that's right. th- that's the goal of really empowering the content creator or the host to control all these things because a lot of them have been able to do that uh, up to this point, but it's been a very manual process. There's been a lot of emails exchanged, a lot of. You know, the ad agency wants to hear the, the, the host read before it's done or, you know, like the host will have to pre-record it or something like that just to do like a trial run of it before. And then th- there's other advertisers will just let the host do it live. You know, they'll just pull out an outline and they'll, they'll just wing it. Right. And some people have talent uh, that can actually do that, like an Adam Carolla or a Joe Rogan or one, some of these guys just do amazing host reads because they're comedians and they're funny, they're talented, they can, they're they're vocally very talented, and so they can they can pull it off. Um, but it, you know, those are things that not everybody may be talented enough to pull off well. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, true. Yeah. But it's well, yeah. The, yeah. That, that, go, there's go that's pretty much that was the big question I had. I know we don't have too much time because you got some comments here from the listeners. But I mean, yep. I'm sure others will come up, and I'll uh, I'll keep you posted on my many, you know, because I'm I'm hugely interested in the monetization on screen. Yeah, and well, and, that's and really, you know, we are too, and most and, users are. Yeah, and we definitely want to to embrace where where the industry is and where it's going, and to to build a system that uh, um, is effective for the advertiser and it brings in some revenue, some real revenue into podcasters, you know, even at small levels of content creation. Um, Because right now the game is played with the big guys and we're trying to bring this down to everyone uh, is the goal of Spreaker 
just like you know, if you think about Spreaker, we've we're a platform of, of, of really enabling and making things easy and making things simple and using technology, using those servers to really kind of make things efficient. That's the goal. So anyway, well let's let's move on and talk about some comments that we had from from listeners over the last couple of episodes. Uh, we got a comment from Chris Top. Uh, who told us that he thinks that the new Spreaker Live logo looks great. And uh, he also felt that diversity, and he's commenting from the diversity episode, I think it was episode uh, 121, I think, or 120, feels that diversity is just going to happen on its own. And whenever it's forced by a company or corporation, uh, it can feel fake. So I don't disagree. People should simply yep. broadcast what they love and are passionate about. And if it's good people um, of any background, color, or religion, um, they'll 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 listen to that. So I, I agree, Chris. I mean, um, uh, what are your thoughts, Alex, on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I must it must have been that episode, you know, that we did. I'm just looking back at the comments here. Um, yeah, and I, I think everybody can agree. We we talk about it all the time. You gotta talk about something you're passionate about. So I totally agree with you, Chris. Yeah. And it can I mean if it's forced, if this diversity is forced, um, it can come across as not as authentic. And and I think some big companies try and do that, right? They kind of, they'll run advertising campaigns that makes themselves look like they're really diverse, but maybe when you look at the actual employee roles, uh, they're not. <laughs> so, um, right. it's, yeah. it's, it, it kind of, you know, you have to be authentic and that's what the world is looking for now. They're looking for people that are as real as to who, who they are. And, um, then people will decide at that point if they, if, if they like your authenticity. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I think we're seeing that more and more today in uh, politics and, and a lot of things. I mean, people are exposing themselves like never before, aren't they, Alex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the political climate and race race relations is, uh, yeah. It'll yeah. spill into podcasting uh, soon enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, podcasting is only a reflection of the culture and society that exists today. So it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, pod. I'd say podcasters, podcasters or podcasting rather has a very diverse community. So uh, yeah. I don't think we have to worry too much. Yeah, <laughs> I think pretty, it, yeah, I think we will march down that path. But I do know that there's some podcasts out there that are uh, that are pushing the envelope on things. Oh, so. sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <Yeah>. But um, <clears throat> now I did get a comment from a uh, a, a listener from T or TPB Podcast Network. I'll take it, Rob. Uh, TPP Podcast Network X. I'm sorry. Hashtag X Squad. That's a that's a unique name. It's long. Um, and he said we need a better landing page for visitors. And I'm assuming he means the the landing page for the shows, or maybe just when you go to. Let me just go because like when I go to, if I go to my like Spreaker.com/slash/exum, uh-huh. it shows me kind of the overall page, right? But then if you click on your shows, each show has a separate landing page. So I'm not sure which one he's talking about, Rob. Yeah, but I don't uh, either. Maybe he means, yeah, maybe he wants it more customizable, Rob. I don't know. What do you? Could be. It could be. Um, I can say that we are in the middle of doing a major revamp to our our, our layout of our homepage. Our Explorer okay. page is getting a complete remodel right now. So um, it 
that'll probably be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So I'm not sure if he's talking about landing pages for his show or if he's talking about landing pages for just Spreaker in general. Let us know. Um, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And, sure. and I think but that, I could understand. I, I understand what he might mean, like maybe a little more customization. I'm not sure what, but, you know, make it more like a um, website type feel so people don't have to have a separate website. I don't know. But I, I could understand that, you know. Yeah. And, and let us know in a little more detail what you're talking about here. I think it would be really, really helpful. Um, and I can I, I can give that feedback to the speaker team or they'll hear it from themselves when they listen to the episode. So, um that definitely let us know and thank you chris and tpb did i say that right podcast network yeah, yeah. <laughs> x i, I x, doubt it, uh, is, squad. But it reminds me of yeah yeah it reminds me of the pirate bay when i see tpb you know yeah, the website, say that like three times in a row bay. right yeah <laughs> well this reminds me of but i don't think they're the pirate bay so i don't know what that acronym's for but yeah uh, hashtag either. x squad x squad that's right that sounds re- re- really cool, doesn't it? Yeah. And like X-Men or something, like they're superheroes. And Alex, did you want to start in on the next one here and we can uh, sure. we got a long comment on this one. Yeah, this is from Halona and I noticed these, these are a lot of new comments, Rob. We, these are, yeah. we don't have our older con- not older, not that the people are old, you know what I mean, but our yeah. normal commenters. We have a lot of newer ones, so that's nice. Uh, Halona said, what I don't understand is the notion that some podcasters or any media maker for that matter believes that just because you create something that people will magically find you. If you're going to engage in any of these platforms that have a super low barrier to entry, such as Spreaker, I'm assuming she means, it is also your responsibility to learn how to build your own audience. As a matter of fact, building your audience should be part of your content creation process. And then she has a whole bullet list here of, uh, you know, things you should do. Um, Who are you creating content for? Why would they listen? Uh, You can just find about any audience on the Internet if you do your homework. And also finding an audience doesn't mean that you have millions of viewers after creating three half-assed episodes, <laughs> which we talk about all the time, right, Rob? Yeah, you can't yeah, just do yeah. one or two episodes and think you're going to get a you know, million yeah. views. Uh, and she also goes on, building a loyal audience is often slow and painful in the very beginning, and that's okay, right? And we agree yeah. on that, right, Rob? Oh, totally. Yeah. And so oh, she goes on, so there is no problem with discoverability on the part of minorities or non-minorities. I hate using the minority word. And this is a very racially charged show. <laughs> yeah. And here we go. It's about knowing how to build your audience. Educate your people on how to find you. I listen to podcasts on apps on my phone, YouTube, blog, posts, etc. And finally, so when while people may not be looking for podcasts in particular they do consume media on other platforms. If you showed up where your audience hangs out, then you won't have the problem. So, yeah, and I think that's a, a say. that's a really good point. Um, you know, creating media on other platforms is is part of you know building your audience for your your podcast. So you know, people don't always hang out on the podcasting side, but if you're posting like to Instagram or something like that, and you mention that you have a podcast or you post up an image up there um, relating to your podcast, you might be able to scrape some listeners off of that platform over to your podcast. So um, cross-posting well, is, Rob, is powerful. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you're right. And she says something that I talk about all the time, and I'm glad she mentioned it. I don't want to gloss over it because I was just kind of reading. I wanted to get them all in. But yeah. she said here, the second to the last post, Rob, educate your people on how to find you. I listen to podcasts on apps on my phone, YouTube, blog posts, et cetera. And I always say her second one 
from her phone, I guess, is YouTube from what she wrote. And I say that all the time. She, YouTube is a huge search engine. Everybody uses YouTube to search for stuff. So she just, you know, further proves my point. If you're not pushing it out from Spreaker to YouTube, you're missing on listeners. Even, I mean, what does it matter how they listen, Rob, right? I don't really care. I mean, it's great that, like, I ha- Spreaker is just the platform, right? Once yep. it goes out to YouTube, once it goes out to Stitcher, once it goes out to iHeartRadio, I mean, do you really care where it lists? If they use the iHeartRadio app, which I use as well, or they use the YouTube app or they use it, do you really care? Like, you just want to mirror your show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so if, I just you might as well be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, unless you're trying to monetize your show and, and, and some of the platforms are better at helping you do that than others, but – um, right. that's the only other YouTube reason. YouTube was good up until yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah. Up until we, so, they just, but yeah. yeah but I, mean, I think she's got a lot of good points, you know? Yeah, most Sorry, definitely. And thank you so much, Helena, for your, your time and energy giving us all this feedback. It's, uh, it's valuable and it's helpful and it's, you've helped, I think a lot of other listeners to this program and in kind of highlighting some of the things that you know we may have said in the past, but you created a terrific list of um, tips, and I think um, things for people to think about, and we definitely appreciate it. And Chris and yeah, TPP, we TPB, we uh, we totally appreciate you um, giving us feedback. And if if you wanted to give us feedback uh, as well, uh, you can certainly send me an email, Rob at Spreaker dot com, and you can go to our website, uh, SpreakerLiveShow.com dot com, and um, post a comment in there that's where bo- that's where all three of these comments came from so that's probably the easiest way um alex what what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you sure yeah my email is alex at alex i'm on twitter at alex youtube uh, youtube.com slash alex i'm on tumblr uh instagram you can find me i'm not hard to find rob you know that yeah no you're not <laughs> you're not hard to find at all so but I don't know if that's uh, good or bad yeah no it's 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 good <laughs> To be easily found. I think opportunities will come your way more if you're um, accessible. So that's you betcha. Personal, you betcha. personal feedback. But thank you so much for listening to the Speaker Live Show this week. I think we're going to wrap it up and uh, let you move on with your day. And we're going to do the same. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. Um, and if you're a regular listener, uh, thank you so much for, for spending time with us every week. And if you're new, uh, go go check out Spreaker. Go check out the blog.spreaker.com website. It actually has a blog post up there about uh, what I talked about with the new monetization program. So you can go check that out. And Spreaker also has a, uh, a Twitter account as well, at Spreaker. And uh, if you want it, the Spreaker live show apps, uh, that's in iOS and Android. So definitely go check that out. But thank you so much. And we'll see you hopefully uh, or listen to you uh, probably after Podcast Movement. I'm not fully decided if I'm going to do any episodes from Podcast Movement this year. Uh, If I have time, I'm just so busy um, down there this year that I'm not sure that I'm going to have. I I have in the past done a couple of hours every day of live streaming from down there. Um, I I, I may try and I'll, I'll bring all my microphones and capability down there with me. And if I if I can find a great guest and get them on board maybe i'll pop up and do an episode from down there from the exhibition floor and that might be a a fun thing to do so um but uh definitely thank you so much and we'll see you when i get back 